You're tuned into tomorrow. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. This Into Tomorrow podcast is hosted by our partner, Blueberry Podcasting. We couldn't be happier with their service. Get 30 days of podcast hosting free by simply visiting their website at Blueberry.com. It's like a blueberry without the E's. So B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com. Welcome Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. Born on the radio, raised by technology, you are tuned Into Tomorrow. This for the weekend of Friday, April 29th. 2022. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. And you, our audience, our loving listeners, make the broadcast when you participate on the show. And not just because we send you goodies when we hear you on the air. Of course we do. That's what we've done for 27 years. But because your participation really makes the show, your questions, your comments, your help for other listeners, even your tech rage, Whatever the case, we want to hear you on the program, and you can participate anytime at your convenience from wherever you are. We do want to hear from you. How does folks? How do folks best participate on Into Tomorrow? Anytime, by the way, 24-7 at their convenience. With their voice. Okay, good. Thanks. <laughs> now, moving along. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Well, the best way is with the free Into Tomorrow app, because I think you sound the best that way. That is kind of the best way, because then it's not a phone line we're worried about that could be dropping out or something. And it also prompts you to tell us your first name, the city you're calling from or participating from, and how you hear the show. Yeah. Because if not, then we need to ask you to let us know those things. But right. so, so the app, right, for, yeah, for that, Android that, or iPhone-y. Yeah, hit that message to studio button, and you can participate. You can do a very similar thing on our site at intotomorrow.com and click that Ask Dave microphone. And that can be done on any device that has a browser and a microphone. Yeah. So your phone, of course, your tablet, your Chromebook, your desktop, your laptop, any top. Yeah. <laughs> and again, intotomorrow.com. And then on the right-hand side, maybe lower right, depending on the device and browser, you'll see a little red microphone. It says, Ask Dave. Go ahead. Click it. Ask us. And if you're one of those people that still likes to use a phone as a phone, then what? you can push those, uh, those numbers and call 800-899-4686. So dial the digits, you're saying? Yes. All right. It's 800-899-INTO. And you kind of walk you through that process. All right. The only other way would be like smoke signals or yeah. something. We do an occasional email, but if you want the good prizes, the gooder stuff... We want to hear you. It's radio. I'm still waiting for somebody to send us a singing telegram. You know, that hasn't happened in all these years, right? Nobody ever sent us a singing telegram. That would be one way to participate. Do they still do that? I'm sure. Somebody must. So there you go. Impress us, audience. (laughs) We'll we'll get you a nice prize for something like that because that'll be cool. Just as long as you make sure you mention Dave and Chris and Cam and, and into tomorrow somehow somewhere in the singing telegram along with your question or comment or otherwise. Well, maybe a singing telegram with tech rage. There you go. Oh, that'd be fun. We'd play it every week. You'd get one prize, but we'd play yeah. it every week. <laughs> anyway, we got some tech news and commentary. Then Robert, oh, apparently down the street in Miami, 
maybe not down the street. Miami's a big city. Yeah. Could, could be way down the street somewhere. Mm-hmm. And many others participating on the program at $179,000 starting price that can buy a newly unveiled edition of Lucid Air's luxury sedan, the Air Grand Touring Performance, which will begin shipping in June, offers 1,050 horsepower. Yeah, that got your attention. Delivering 0 to 60 miles an hour acceleration in 2.6 seconds with a claimed 446-mile range and a driver assist system equipped with LiDAR for future autonomous driving. Hmm. My car has LiDAR and my, radar. My robotic vacuum has LiDAR. Yeah. I mean, it's nothing special. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, my RoboRock does as well. Oh, loving the new RoboRock. Um, what is it? S7V. As in video. Ultra. Oh, oh no, Max. Max. It's Max 7V Ultra. It's, it's all those things. It's all those things. But here's the cool part about the RoboRock vacuum is that it it cleans itself. It cleans the pad for for hard floors, and which the pad that lifts up when it detects carpet on its own, and backs itself in, cleans the pad, uh, wets it appropriately before each cleaning, and it sucks all the dirt out. And that's clever and cool right then and there, as far as I'm concerned. Anyway, so you're not impressed, but I am. And I think it's actually available now, the one you have. It's supposed to be available, they said, by May. So that would be this weekend or in the next couple of weeks. But, oh, my gosh, you have to, like, mortgage your house to get one, though. It is expensive. It's like $1,400? vacuum, depending on where you get it. Well, and of course, they sent us one long before it was available to the public for us to play with and test and talk about, and we do. But we did an interview at CES in January in Vegas, the Consumer Electronics Show. Take that, Gary. And if you want to see this device, you can take a look at that interview. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's the Roborock S7 Max V Ultra with reactive AI. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Because it has LiDAR and all that stuff. That's how yeah. we get onto that topic. Yeah. But the, the cool thing about this, fortunately, I don't have any pets that leave little messes around the house. But apparently a big problem with a lot of robotic vacuums, and I've had so many of our audience tell us it happened to them or someone in their family, whatever, just rolled over the poop and dragged it all over the house. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? If you've got carpet, that's especially bad. So that's a really bad thing. Well, this one detects pet poop and goes around it. Well, it should clean it up. <laughs> well, no, because no, I don't think it's it capable. Arms come, that come out and scoop it up and and it, put know. it in a little bag. Yeah, and it, yeah. <laughs> no, but it'll avoid it and maybe report back. Well, I avoid it too. Just put a little paper towel over it or something. Don't oh, go away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that's one of the cool features, too. I don't know if that's one of the LiDAR things, but it has video built into it, and, and I always get a kick, uh, have it set up to automatically clean, and I can look at it on the from the camera, and you see where it's going. And if it detects a person, it says something like, video is active. <laughs> so it warns you, I guess, like not to drop your pants or something. I don't know. But it warns you. If it detects a person. Because I've looked at it when it's just in a room by itself. It doesn't say that. I mean, I'm listening for it. It doesn't say it. So how do it know? 
because it didn't detect a person. See, I, you know, and I still think you know my favorite part of my my RoboRock is the remote control because I'll be sitting on the couch and I'll see like you know a little piece of dirt or something on the floor over there. And, you know, I could get up off the couch with a paper towel, go you know clean it up, pick it up. You know, no, man, I'll pull out my phone, launch the RoboRock app, drive it over to where the thing is, and tell it, okay, spot clean. <laughs> oh my gosh. Chris, you are the laziest person I know. However, at least taking advantage of tech. Yeah. So that kind of covers you, I guess. Yeah. The FAA is paving the way for a framework governing the widespread operation of commercial drones in the U.S. in advance of a definitive ruling on whether commercial drones can operate beyond visual line of sight, or BVLOS. The FAA has been busily granting case-by-case permission to drone operators for exactly that. One recent example just announced drone company American Robotics has added seven additional sites of operation approved by the FAA for its automated BVLOS drone technology, the Scout System. American Robotics has 10 operational sites across eight U.S. states. Elsewhere in the commercial drone sector, Percepto, which offers autonomous inspection by industrial robotics, recently announced that it will deploy autonomous drones to monitor Florida power and lights substations yeah. and power distribution grids across the state of Florida. Wait, you mean Florida plunder and loot? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the deployment represents the largest commercial autonomous drone project in the world. Nice. Here in our home state of Florida. Well, that's kind of cool. And somebody ought to be watching these substations. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> you know, and at least our, our increased Florida power and light electric rates are going for something. They're funding these drones, I guess. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, at least we can kind of semi-justify a little bit of the increases yeah. because they're using tech. But beyond that, enough already. Yeah. People wonder why I'm putting solar panels because <laughs> I'm tired of Florida plunder and loot, FPL. Yeah, but somehow you still have to. You're going to have to pay FPL for having the solar panels on your roof. I know. See what twenty something dollars a month. Their <laughs> lobbying efforts are just absurd. Yeah, you got to pay to connect my solar panels. Well, to their grid. Yeah. But but then they sell me back my usage for overnight if I give them enough during the day that I'm not using. Right. But you still have to pay them for the privilege of selling them your power. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And 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 their PR people beg me to not call them Florida plunder and loot. Well, it's just like the same people PR people would concast. Oh, please don't call us that. Well, stop conning people. And I'll be glad to stop calling you that. Anyway. How do you really feel? That's pretty much it. <laughs> Sony's reportedly considering adding ads to free-to-play PlayStation games that could appear as small billboards within the games. Players could also be given the chance to earn rewards for watching ads, though the company has not commented on those developments. And to me, any gamer, I don't think they're going to want to sit through some ads to get into the game. They just want to play the game. Well, you wouldn't have to see the ads to play the game, but you could get rewards, you get coins, which is, yeah. you know, and, and this I kind of understand because they're, they're free to play games, you know, you got to pay for it somehow. It's, well, that's true. It's, now, this would help people like Cameron, who are always coming to me and asking if they can, if he can use my Google Pay to buy coins or something for a couple of games. And it's like, what? What do you need to do that for? Well, because I can, I can get more costumes and outfits and swords and stuff. And oh, jeez. But that's true. Right. So, so ads and those things, I understand. It's you know, ads and the streaming services that I pay for. That I don't quite get because, yeah. you know, I'm already paying you for your service, you know, and well, you, you can just pay us $2 more a month and not have ads. I shouldn't have to pay you any more. Well, have you been to ads. a movie theater lately and paid a fortune to get in and pay another fortune to get popcorn and a beverage and then sit through a bunch of commercials on the big screen? 
Uh-huh. Same thing applies. So uh, yeah, it's part of the world, I guess. Mm-hmm. Apple's promised self-service repair program is now available with a dedicated store for ordering iPhone replacement parts. First announced in November of last year, the program will be expanded to include self-repair parts for the Mac. But for now, it's exclusively for the iPhone. But not every iPhone, though. No, and, of course and, not. And not even the iPhone 11, which Apple still sells as new and which I have. Because... They're still selling it as new? Yes. Oh, well then. They're up to the 13, I think, now, or, you know, the 14 is expected to be announced at their next event. But. Yeah, we'll let you know when, because yeah. we'll at least get that press release, but, geez. So apparently you can buy the parts to fix your iPhone yourself, as long as you don't have an 11 or earlier. Gotcha. Wow. LG's display division saw first quarter profit plummet far below forecasts and warned of a further drop in panel prices as pandemic-driven demand for TVs, smartphones, and laptops fade and competition heats up. South Korean company said that it would shift its focus to higher-end products and gradually lower production of more commoditized LCD TV panels where it lacked a competitive edge against cheaper Chinese rivals. According to the head of LG's large display marketing division, the LCD TV market shrank by more than 10% in the first quarter, and Chinese competitors are pricing their products much lower than LG Display's expectations. Wow. Yeah, Poor LG TV. Poor LG TV, the only ones that that we think suck altogether anyway so it serves them right life's not so good no it's not speaking of tv halo didn't take long to make a splash on paramount plus the series based on the xbox game franchise is the streamer's most watched series premiere ever in the u.s and internationally a record it broke in its first 24 hours on Paramount Plus. Cameron and I watched it. Do you really? Yeah. Or did you really? Halo. Because that's these same friends whose house we can't go to, Fausto and Israel, they are big Halo fans yeah. and very excited about it. I never knew that. I never played the game. I don't know the story behind it, but when we're watching the episode, Cameron's telling me everything about it. So oh, really? He told me everything I need to know. <laughs> Has there been a game that he hasn't played? I don't think so. I mean, wow. Luckily, he hasn't. I don't think he's ever played Leisure Suit Larry. And if you don't know uh, that game, you're too young. Yes. <laughs> wow, are you dating yourself? Yeah. Leisure Suit Larry. Show of hands. If you're driving, keep one hand on the wheel. How many of you played Leisure Suit Larry? Whoa, a lot of folks in our audience, I think. Yeah. I was probably much younger you know, to, than I should have been when I was playing it, but... Yeah, somehow I guess you got it on my computer. Yeah, I remember we something. had it. I don't know if it was on the, the Commodore or like the first IBM computer we had, but it, yeah. Was it on the Commodore? Yeah, I guess it could have been, it right? It could have been. It may wow. have been an IBM game. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, you, re- you do remember the game. I just remember, you know, typing in the command to, you know, tell him P, and he goes, a warm feeling is going down my leg. Oh. <laughs> oh, my. And that's what you remember. That's what I remember. Oh, yeah. wow. It really made an impact on you, did it not? Robert in Miami listens online and participates with the Into Tomorrow Ask Dave button at intotomorrow.com. Hey, Robert. My question today is about the Baofeng GT5R ham radio that is commonly sold for about $28. Uh, For people that just want to listen in, is it a good idea to buy such a radio, or would you recommend a scanner instead? And also, could you tell us what it takes to become uh, a two-meter operator these days? What kind of licensing, what kind of tests do we expect? Is there a fee involved for using a tower, repeater, etc.? 
Thank you, Dave. Whew. Well, we'll do our best, Robert. If you just want to listen in, you're, of course, better off just buying a scanner. Two-way radio use requires a license. Just listening does not. If you still want to get the license, then a basic license called a technician license will cost you a $35 license fee, a $15 exam fee, and the study materials, which may cost you another $30 or so. The most expensive part will, of course, be the equipment. A technician license or higher will allow you to run a repeater, but you will most likely face other hurdles. You may need to get a permit of some kind within your city or county, your municipality, to make the antenna be able to get put up. And someone will likely want to check it to make sure it's not likely to fall down or fly off in high winds, for example. Which, being in Miami, those winds on those towers is something we really got to be concerned about. <laughs> Very true. Uh, now, overall, the process is relatively painless. It takes some studying, an exam, and you're good to go. Now, a technician license will grant you access to 17 or so frequencies. A general license will allow you to use the frequencies below 30 megahertz. And an extra license will allow you to access the rest of amateur radio frequencies. Wow. Uh, but if you just listen listening in, then you won't need any of those unless you want to run a repeater. Yeah. So there, I think, is the best information, Robert, for you is, is just get a scanner first and listen. And if you find that, you know, I'd really love to be able to talk to some of these people. Okay, good. Well, now you find that it is of interest. And then go with the technician license first and see how much you use it and how much fun you can have with it and learn and that sort of thing. And then go on to the general and the extra because if you want to start with the extra, hey, good for you, kudos. But I don't know that it would be something you do regularly. Maybe. Let us know. Intotomorrow.com. We'd love to meet all of you there. Let's go. Attention Medicare beneficiaries. Are you getting all the benefits you need? If you have Medicare, you may now be able to get new benefits. Benefits may include eyeglasses, wellness visits, gym membership, meal delivery, and hearing aids with low copay. To find out which benefits you qualify for and to find out if you're getting the benefits that you deserve, you need to call Best Medicare. Our licensed insurance agents can look up your current benefits and tell you what additional benefits are available to you. It's easy. Just one call. Tell us the deductibles you prefer, the doctors you want to see, and if you want prescription drug coverage. The service is free and you have no obligation. You may even find plans with zero monthly plan premiums, zero co-pays on many services, and zero deductibles. You deserve every medical care coverage benefit out there and we'll help you get them. Call 800-901-5093. That's 800-901-5093. 800-901-5093. And let Best MedCare do the work for you. It's Into Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet. Enjoy more of everything the Internet has to offer. If you'd like more info, text RADIO to 35000. Stay tuned. We've got a couple of guests coming up this hour. Uh, first, uh, Dave will be chatting with Dr. Zara Nanu. She's the CEO and co-founder of a company called GapSquare. Uh, companies are leaning on tech tools like those from GapSquare to close wage gaps. And you... 
do an interview. I do. I, then uh, in the next segment, I'll be chatting with David Pessy. He's an insurance specialist with The General. This past month, uh, April, was Distracted Driving Awareness Month, and uh, he's talking about some staggering statistics about distracted driving and offering some tips to help us keep focused while we're on the road. There you go. And if you like Chris's interviewing, I can retire. No. All right. I can semi-retire. I only did it because you were out of the office for some reason. You've probably taken a day off going to the beach or something. Ah, I haven't had a day <laughs> off in 27 years. Yeah. Sheesh. But looking forward to your interview with the general or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, because it's fascinating, the details. It's time for our history feature. IFA is one of the largest and oldest tech shows in the world. With this week's look back at IFA's historic past. Here's Chris Grave line. FIFA history. Line, line, line. Since the compact disc was a huge success, the industry tried to develop the technology further. A photo CD for pictures, an interactive CDI, and a CD video format for up to 74 minutes of video were developed. Most illogical. Pretty much, because the capacity was limited at 900 megabytes. So the industry jointly worked on a new system, based on the CD technology, but with much higher capacity. In 1995, the digital video disc, sometimes referred to as digital versatile disc, with a capacity of 4.7 gigabytes was defined, nearly double that capacity in a double-layer version. Of course, IFA was the stage for the new DVD technology. That's this week's IFA update brought to you by Messe Berlin. Be sure to visit ifa-berlin.com. I can't let diabetes get in my way. So here's what I do. I wear the Dexcom G6. It continuously sends my glucose numbers to my phone. And the arrow shows me where I'm headed and how fast, without finger sticks or scanning, making it much easier to keep my glucose in range. The more time I spend in range, the better I feel, and the more I can cross off my list. Don't let diabetes get in your way. Check out Dexcom.com slash in range. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G6 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Welcome back into tomorrow. Dave Graveline with you. 27 years on the air. Delighted that you've tuned in and hopefully you will participate on the program. Many ways for you to do that, including dialing our toll-free number anytime at your leisure. 800-899-INTO. 800-899-4686. According to Expert HR's 2022 survey on pay equity... Senior management is one root cause of the existence of pay inequities. Companies are leaning on tech tools like those from our next guest to hopefully close those wage gaps. The CEO and co-founder of GapSquare is Dr. Zara Nanu. Dr. Nanu, welcome into tomorrow. How are you? Yeah, I'm very good. Hi, Dave. Thanks for having me with you. And thank you for putting this spotlight on this very important issue. It is our pleasure. Tell me first really quick about GapSquare. What is that about? So GapSquare is a company I founded about six years ago to look at pay equality. At that time, the World Economic Forum was saying we are about 217 years away from achieving gender parity at work. Uh, And at the same time, the World Economic Forum was telling us by 2030, you and I, Dave, will be in self-driving cars. By 2030, we'll be waving people off to Mars. And yet, in 2030, we will still be two years away from achieving 
parity at work. And I thought, how can we utilize that innovation and data that we're using for cars and, 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 and space exploration to actually create more pay parity at work? And we've launched Gap Square as a product and haven't looked back because we've been able to develop something that really helps employers understand pay differences, focus on the key things, and, and close those gaps faster. Wow. Yeah. 200 plus years is one heck of a gap. So that brings us to what is your take on what pay inequity is actually all about? That's actually an excellent question because it's a space for a lot of confusion. So it can be two things. When people talk about pay inequity, they can be talking about different things. They can talk about equal pay. And equal pay is about comparing apples with apples and people who do the same job with other people who do the same job. So it's fairly straightforward. If you have two project managers, are they paid the same? Or if there is a difference, is the difference justified by something like education of service, experience, or anything in the background of those employees that can 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 justify that gap? So that that is the equal pay side of pay parity. And then in addition to that, sometimes People are talking about comparing averages. So you compare the average man with the average woman in the organization. And there are usually gaps there that can be explained by the fact that there are not a lot of women in senior roles that pay more, that there are not a lot of women in occupations that pay more. So we have occupations that pay more per hour than other occupations. So all of these factors can contribute to that comparison of averages. Now, in your introduction, Dr. Nanu, I was referring to companies leaning on tech tools. What are the kinds of tech tools are they able to lean on, and where do you think we need more help? So I think this is where we, we're making use of data in any space of business development. We use tools like Salesforce to track business performance and, and sales operations. We track marketing. We track everything. So it's only fair that we start looking at how we can utilize data and software to track differences in pay to understand how changes to company policies around recruitment or around, you know, attraction of talent, how are they impacting pay? So but that's what we've done at GapSquare and developed this piece of software that helps businesses specifically look at and understand those pay differences, understand why the pay differences are there, what kind of specific decisions can help them move the needle on this and create pay parity. Uh, and I'm noticing in a recent survey that you guys did, 42% attributed pay inequities to talent management. What exactly does that mean? So that, that is also an interesting question. And, and a lot of the times, this is about how we incentivize talent for, for specific roles within a company, how we organize career progression for talent within a company, and how we attract new talent within an organization. And unfortunately, sometimes that happens fast because business needs to react fast to business needs sure. and without sure. much consideration for what is happening already within the organization in the space of pay. So we, we've mentioned project managers before, but if you have project managers in the business that are paid, say, 90K to 100K, making an offer to a new project manager to come in at 120K is going to create problems. It's going to create that inequity. So supporting managers to take decisions around how much they're going to offer to new talent, how much they're going to offer to existing talent to progress into the next level is really important in creating that pay equity space. 
So I can assume then that that's one of the many things that Gap Square does to help companies achieve the pay equity is, is bring those things to light that maybe they're not thinking about. Absolutely. So we, we don't really, I, I mean, we, what we do is quite interesting, but we don't really go far from what companies already have. They already have that data on pay. They already have that data about their employees. And what we do is transform those data points into insights about where companies have pay equality issues, where they are at risk of pay equality issues, and also provide an overview so that when next they make an offer to someone or they want to promote someone internally, they can really visualize and say what the pay ranges are within which they can make those offers and bring people on board so that they can continue to stay fair to everyone. Wow. Well, as it says on your website, you believe that people make all the difference, and you've cited some very good examples. So we wish you well. Where can our audience get more info if they're looking to not only learn more, but hopefully do a better job? Absolutely. I mean, we're always happy to hear from people who want to do a better job around pay equity. We can be found on gapsquare.com slash lead the change, or people can find me on LinkedIn. I'm always happy to have conversations around how we can create a more fair future of work. Terrific. And LinkedIn is a good example of how networking people together can certainly make a difference. Dr. Zara Nanu, the CEO and co-founder of GapSquare, thanks for spending a few minutes with us on Into Tomorrow. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Dave. Our pleasure. Into Tomorrow continues. I'm Dave Graveline. Stay tuned right here on the Advanced Media Network. Now that we're home more than ever, we need to feel safe. Call it a sign of the times or the world we now live in. What do you want to keep safe? Wouldn't it be nice to have tested, trusted 24-7 protection? Peace of mind, real protection that's always there for you and your whole family? Well, now you can with one of our state-of-the-art home security systems. Call 800-970-8405. That's 800-970-8405. Welcome back into tomorrow. I'm Chris Graveline. Don't forget about our many prizes available every week. All you have to do to qualify is let us hear you on the show. We've got several easy ways for you to participate. You could call our 800 number anytime, 800-899-INTO. That's 800-899-4686. You could use the free Into Tomorrow app. Just click that message to studio button, or you can visit our site at intotomorrow.com and click that Ask Dave microphone and submit your question. Or maybe you've got a tip for another caller that had an issue. We love when our listeners help other listeners. Or maybe you want to share some tech rage with us. Either way, participate and win. April is Distracted Driver Awareness Month. Recent data suggests that 97% of people who reported a claim and admitted to being distracted had one or more passengers in the vehicle with additional distractions, such as their phones or kids, pets, and other outside distractions. We're joined now by insurance expert with The General, David Pessy. David, thanks for joining us. How are you doing today? Of course. I'm doing well. Thank you again for having me. Now, of course, uh, accidents can happen quickly, and anything that takes our eyes off the road can be potentially dangerous. So can you tell us what are some of the top distractions that we face while on the road? Yeah, yeah. So uh, that uh, that data you gave a little earlier that we had about the 97% is very accurate. So it's pretty much touching on a few of those. Um, out of those 97, though, we've we've actually come across that 
about 62% of the drivers who had accidents and were reported, um, they blamed it on cognitive distractions. So something like being lost in thought, daydreaming, um, maybe they're stressed at their work, so they're constantly thinking about work, um, lack of sleep, things like that. Um, then some of the other top distractions, of course, cell phone use is, is uh, very, very, very popular nowadays. Everybody's always on their phone, looking at their phone, um, unfortunately, while they're driving. Um, some of the other ones is uh, like we call it rubbernecking is when you're, you know, you're driving down the highway and automatically everybody starts slowing down. There's obviously an accident off to the side, but everybody's just slowing down to see what's going on. And you turn your neck, you know, obviously to see what's what's going on. That can obviously cause a huge distraction for, for a ton of people. And then, like you said earlier, the pets, you know, the kids, everybody in the back seat, maybe the kids start fighting, anything like that. That can definitely cause uh, cause a big distraction for you as well while you're driving. So, those are some of the top distractions that we're facing nowadays on the road. Yeah, in fact, I think one of the biggest ones is always you know the cell phone in the hand. And you know, I was talking to one of our colleagues here the other day that you know we've noticed that any anytime we we pass somebody in traffic who's you know like weaving in and out, they almost always have a phone in their hand. And you know, I've even been guilty of that myself. And I've got my ten year old son who's always in the back seat reminding me, you know, Dad, put the phone down while you're driving. And you know, he obviously has a very good point. Um, do you have any tips for avoiding or preventing some of those accidents related to distracted driving? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, it's funny you say that. My uh, my wife is is pretty strict on me about the texting and whatnot too. But uh, yeah, no, um, I think that uh, definitely uh, things to avoid to prevent accidents. Um, accidents happen very quickly, right? So it's anything that can distract us for a couple seconds will obviously uh, do a, uh, have a big impact on us uh, getting into an accident. Um, the biggest, the, the first one I'd like to touch on is the shy away from multitasking. You know, we're, we're on our way to work. We're eating breakfast in the car. Uh, we're probably do, putting makeup on in the car. Um, just, a, just a few things that we're doing at the same time while driving, you know, all these multita- multitaskings, we need to put them away. We need to just focus on one task and that's driving safely. Um, another one, like we'll touch base on it again, you know, the phone, yeah. Unfortunately, now uh, the GPS is on your phone. Your music is on your phone. Um, you know, you get FaceTime calls. You get social, you're get you on social media. You get all these notifications. Um, put those away. That will obviously drastically lower, um, you know, preventing accidents from happening while we're distracted on the road. And then another big one that I love to touch on because it's happened to me, um, don't drive while you're drowsy or tired or sleepy. You know, we always – we're like, oh, yeah, it's only 45-minute drive. I'm okay. No worries. Get in the car. You start driving, um, and you start, you know, feeling your eyes are heavy. They start to close your eyes. You you forget kind of what happened the last five minutes while you're driving. Um, these definitely have a huge impact on uh, the amount of accidents we're having out there. Um, so, you know, preventing some of these uh, would definitely prevent some more of these accidents from not happening out there on the road. Some very good points. Now, what should we do if we see a distracted driver out there? Well, if you see one, uh, my biggest thing is make sure that you're uh, you're safe, right? Keep your distance. Keep you, your family, everybody in the car with you. Keep them safe. You know, uh, unfortunately, um, you know, you don't want to be the vigilante or the hero um, to, to try and wave them down or stop them. and let them, Just, you know, create a safe distance. Stay away from them. If you could pass them and get out of their way and keep going, that would probably be ideal as well. Um, but, you know, get get the police involved if it is that big of an issue. Don't try and be the vigilante. Don't try and be the hero. You know, let them be on their way. Keep, just keep a safe distance. That's, that's what I would recommend.
And now, of course, being an insurance expert with the general, you could probably tell us how distracted driving can impact insurance rates as well. Oh, yeah, of course. The, um, so distracted driving obviously uh, can cause multiple things, right? It can cause the accidents themselves, uh, but it could also cause tickets and things like that that affect our driving record, which then in turn will affect our insurance rate. So if we have a bad driving record, we have a lot of tickets, or maybe we've had a lot of accidents and we've made claims to our insurance companies, our insurance companies have paid out. Um, you know, insurance companies, they turn and transfer those costs back onto the customer um, and forms a higher premium. So when you go to renew or try to get insurance again, you know, they're going to see you had accidents. They're going to see you had tickets, and, and they're going to they're gonna obviously charge you a higher premium, a higher rate um, on your insurance. Um, while we're on the topic, though, um, I highly, highly, highly recommend everybody, you know, call the general, call our, our, your local general agent. Um, let them go over your coverages with you. Ask them what other coverages you can add. You know, we could be focused on the road. Somebody else can be distracted. They strike our car. They, you know, crash into us. You know, they might not have insurance or they might have inadequate amount of insurance. And you can purchase things on your policy that will cover those gaps. You know, I mean, insurance is always for the just in case. Maybe it'll happen. Um, but it's like a rainy day. We know they're going to happen. We just don't know when they're going to happen. Yeah, and I'm sure our listeners can find a lot more information on your website at thegeneral.com. Yep, um, yes, sir. Uh, visit us at thegeneral.com. Um, you could also consult with your local agents like I was uh, speaking about earlier. Um, they have the state guidelines. Uh, you can learn a little bit more about the legal implications of distracted driving um, that they'll have in your area. All right, well, perfect. Again, we've been chatting with David Pessy, insurance expert with The General. David, thanks so much for spending a few minutes with us today. Of course. Thank you again for having me. And don't forget to visit us anytime at intotomorrow.com and participate on the show to win prizes. We'll be right back with more Into Tomorrow. When you're a new podcaster, you may need a little help setting everything up. Like us at Into Tomorrow, you may want a company who's there when you need them who actually picks up the phone when you call. Well, that's Blueberry Podcasting. Call 1-877-729-8642 or go to Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com. Welcome back into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. And don't forget, you can hear Into Tomorrow twenty four seven on our website and in our free app. We stream the last several weeks of Into Tomorrow nonstop with the help of our friends at StreamGuys.com. Joe in Gladewater, Texas, listens on ninety seven point five FM KTBB, and we love you for it, Joe. Calling in using the free Into Tomorrow app. I just had an iMac twenty seven inch die on me. The screen still works, but the hard drive is toast. So I'm buying a new M1 uh, 24-inch. Was wondering if I could use the old iMac as a monitor. It would be cool to have 24 inches on one side and 27 inches on the other side. What great view I could have of my work. You see, who says size doesn't matter? I don't blame him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Joe, the answer is yes and no. 27-inch models from 2009 and 2010 can be used as an external display. Apple used to call the feature target display mode, and it worked by connecting the iMac to a laptop or other desktop via the mini display port. 
Now, there are two things that will likely keep you from being able to do that, though. First of all, an operating system is required to do it. Uh, in particular, it needs to be Mac OS High Sierra. So you'd need to get a hard drive for your old machine, try to find High Sierra, and install it. Oh. Given how cheap regular monitors are, that may just not be worth the hassle. Uh, second, and most important, it won't be compatible with your new generation iMac. Apple supported the feature during the decade between 2009 and 2019, but newer iMacs can't use your model as an external display anymore. And now, if you still want to have a 27-inch external monitor, you can find them for as little as about 150 bucks. So it may still be something you can do if it will help you be more productive. Let us know what works out for you, and we wish you well, and I hope it'll work. But you got to try. Yeah. When you do like Joe, and you call in, and you are heard on the air, you win stuff. No promises, no guarantees, but we got goodies for you on a regular basis. When you call in, mention two or three of the following items. We've got from Viper a color OLED two-way security and remote start system. If you've got a baby or a grandbaby or toddler, we've got Eclip baby car seat alarms from LFO. If you've got a phone that needs charged and a stinky car from Skosh, we've got Magic Mount Fresh, Magnetic Phone Mount, and Air Freshener. Yep, they actually combined them and yeah. it works pretty well. From Benji Lock, fingerprint padlocks, your key is your finger. From Sensation, we still got one of their Performer Deluxe All-in-One Party and Karaoke Systems. And from Human Touch, their Reflex 5S Foot and Calf Massagers. And it's so easy for you to participate on the program anytime where you might have a consumer tech question. Anything at all that we can help you with at 3 o'clock in the morning next Thursday, for that matter. Or perhaps you want to help another listener. You want to add to our answer or tell us that we were completely wrong and here's what they should do. Whatever it takes, we want to hear from you. How does one participate? You can use the Ask Dave microphone at our uh, site, intotomorrow.com. You can click the Message to Studio button in the free Into Tomorrow app. Or you can call us at 800-899-INTO. That's 800-899-4686. Either way, we want to hear from you. Nay, we must hear from you, because you make the broadcast each and every week. So join us, won't you? Details at intotomorrow.com. Bringing you the latest in consumer electronics and technology, this has been Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline. To participate with Dave and his tech geniuses and win prizes anytime, 24-7, use our free Into Tomorrow app for your iPhone, Android, and Netbooks. Available in your app store or call 1-800-899-INTO. That's 1-800-899-4686. Be sure to visit our website anytime to read our show notes and watch our ITTV videos at intotomorrow.com. And join us next week as we bring you further Into Tomorrow. Into Tomorrow.